Henry likes you, my sister said a short while later. She just returned from her job at the plant nursery and was sitting at the table, unlacing her sneakers. See the way he's fanning his tail? He'd never do that for Bob, would you, Henry? Bob had returned from work a few minutes earlier and immediately headed upstairs to spend time with his own bird, a balding, green-cheeked conure named Jose. I thought the two of them might enjoy an occasional conversation, but it turns out they can't stand one another. Don't even mention Jose in front of Henry, Lisa said. <laughs> Bob's bird squawked from the upstairs study, and the parrot responded with a series of high, piercing barks. It was a trick he picked up from Lisa's border collie, Chessie, and what was disturbing was that he sounded exactly like a dog. Just as when speaking English, he sounded exactly like Lisa. It was creepy to hear my sister's voice coming from a beak. But I couldn't say it didn't please me. Who's hungry, she asked. Who's hungry, the voice repeated. I raised my hand and she offered Henry a peanut. Taking it in his claw, his belly sagging almost to the perch, I could understand what someone might see in a parrot. Here was this strange little fat man living in my sister's kitchen. <laughs> a sympathetic listener turning again and again to ask, So really, how are you? <laughs> I'd asked her the same question and she'd said, Oh, fine, you know. She's afraid to tell me anything important, knowing I'll only turn around and write about it. In my mind, I'm like a friendly junk man, building things from the little pieces of scrap I find here and there. But my family started to see things differently. Their personal lives are the so-called pieces of scrap I so casually pick up. And they're sick of it. Conversations now start with the words, you have to swear you will never repeat this. I always promise, but it's generally understood that my word is no better than Henry's. <laughs> I'd gone to Winston-Salem to address the students at a local college, and then again to break some news. Sometimes, when you're stoned, it's fun to sit around and think of who might play you in the movie version of your life. <laughs> what makes it fun is that no one is actually going to make a movie of your life. Lisa and I no longer get stoned, and so it was all the harder to announce that my book had been optioned, meaning that, in fact, someone was going to make a movie of our lives. <laughs> Not a student, but a real live director people had heard of. A what? I explained that he was Chinese, and she asked if the movie would be in Chinese. No, I said, he lives in America, in California. He's been here since he was a baby. Then what does it matter if he's Chinese? <laughs> well, I said, he's got, you know, a sensibility. Oh, brother, she said. I looked to Henry for support, and he growled at me. <laughs> so now we have to be in a movie? She picked her sneakers off the floor and tossed them into the laundry room. Well, she said, I can tell you right now that you are not dragging my bird into this.
The movie was to be based on our pre-parrot years, but the moment she put her foot down, I started wondering who we might get to play the role of Henry. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, she said, and the answer is no. Once, at a dinner party, I met a woman whose parrot had learned to imitate the automatic ice maker on her new refrigerator. <laughs> That's what happens when they're left alone, she'd said. It was the most depressing bit of information I'd heard in quite a while. <laughs> and it stuck with me for weeks. Here was this creature, born to mock its jungle neighbors, and it wound up doing impressions of man-made kitchen appliances. <laughs> I repeated the story to Lisa, who told me that neglect had nothing to do with it. She then prepared a cappuccino, setting the stage for Henry's pitch-perfect imitation of the milk steamer. He can do the blender, too, she said. <laughs> she opened the cage door, and as we sat down to our coffees, Henry glided down onto the table. Who wants a kiss? She stuck out her tongue, and he accepted the tip gingerly between his upper and lower beak. I'd never dream of doing such a thing. <laughs> Not because it's across the board disgusting. Disgusting.